Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie Podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us I'm out Lisa at Meese, Starbase and I am here with four or members of Facebook, the Janeway Twitter Collective. So let's start by having Starbase. each of you introduce yourselves and tell me about the role you play in the project. Let's start with Peter. All right. Thank you, Lisa. It's good to be here. Um, I'm Peter Ketchmarchek, and I am one of the founders of the Captain Janeway Collective, which, of course, uh, created the statue, the monument for Captain Janeway here in Bloomington. Um, you know, I was there from the very beginning, along with Mary Beth, and am still currently serving as president of the collective. Uh, we are now a 501c3 nonprofit, and we oversee the statue. Great. Mary Beth, how about you go next? Uh, my name is Mary Beth Ketchmarchek, and I am co-founder of the uh, Captain Janeway Collective. And I was there from the very beginning and uh, have remained on the board and involved the whole time. My name is Dave Cooley. Uh, I am a new member to the Janeway Collective. Um, you know, in my professional life, I work in technology and events. So that is what I hope to bring to the Janeway Collective. Uh, you know, I've been a Star Trek fiend since I was a very small child. And that enthusiasm has kind of, you know, uh, kept up, especially now with so many great new shows and great new content coming our way. And it's so much fun to be a Star Trek fan right now. So I'm really hoping that we can uh, have a lot more fun with a lot more people in person coming up real soon. Uh, Melissa, how about you? Hi, I'm Melissa Koshis, and I have also been around since the beginning. I was part of a different faction, in fact, uh, while Peter and friends were starting things on their end, I had accidentally instigated a group on Reddit to get together and to start trying to plan something. And then a couple of weeks later, we discovered that there was in fact another group doing this and we sort of joined forces. And that is kind of where the idea of the collective came in. I am currently vice president of the incorporated Janeway Collective. And I am just so excited to see that not only did it happen, but that it's not just some close-knit secret joke amongst friends, just people all over the world are excited and happy about it. So that's, so, that's my favorite part. So what I think I just heard is that the Janeway Collective is made up of people who started out as two different crews. And I'm wondering if Melissa thought of herself as part of the Maquis crew, or it just seems appropriate that for the Janeway Collective, there was well, actually crew uh, together. How the actual collective in the Facebook group and everything got started was uh, Peter and I were on uh, the Star Trek cruise mm -hmm. in 2019. And uh, I introduced myself as being from Bloomington, Indiana, future home of Captain Catherine Janeway. And I was asked, well, but do you have a statue there for like they do for Kirk in Iowa? It's like, no, but we should have. So uh, we got to work on that. We chatted about all the reasons that uh, Captain Janeway 
deserved a statue, her influence on young ladies to go into STEM and leadership positions. And on the way home, uh, Peter contacted the city council, a member, a friend of ours on the city council, and chatted with her. And she thought that was a great idea. So when we got home, uh, I started the Facebook group, uh, the Janeway Collective Facebook group to uh, start it. And then uh, we discovered that uh, Melissa's group, um, Rhett from Reddit's uh, currently lawmaster, uh, got in contact with us and joined us. And that's how the collective was formed. Yeah, one, one of the things we discovered and was confirmed when we first talked to the city is this idea has been around for years, almost as long as Voyager has been around and when they established that Janeway was from Bloomington. And numerous groups had popped up over the years, but as often happens with these things, you know, there was a great idea and lots of discussion and nobody really had the drive to follow it through. And I think, you know, Mary Beth and I were just very well positioned in time to start this. And then, you know, shortly after that, Melissa reached out to us because they've been meeting independently and at least a few other people who'd also had interest in doing this reached out to us. And yeah, within a couple of months, we'd all come together. But yeah, this idea had been around for a long time. And, you know, we just we all had the gumption to make it happen. That's fantastic. So uh, talk a little bit about the monument itself. How did you go through the process of figuring out what it should look like, where it should go, all of those practical details? A lot of meetings about it and a lot of different ideas. So originally, uh, I had actually drawn up a little bench idea uh, and we talked about a bench. And then Peter was talking to a lady at work and she's like, oh, no, go back. And then that's when we were had several meetings and started discussing the statue issues and uh, the idea of a statue. A lot of people didn't like that idea. I know Melissa really didn't like the idea of doing the actual likeness of Captain Janeway. I was definitely worried at the beginning because likenesses, if it's good, it's very good. But if it's bad, it's horrifying. See also the Lucille Ball statue fiasco. Um, but the artist that we got was just incredible. And as soon as I saw the, the drops, the plans and everything for that, I was 100% on board with the bust idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, it, it sort of developed over time. I admit, I didn't see the ambition. And I met with uh, Mia Michelson, who's involved in the arts here in Indiana. And she's the one who really inspired me. She said, as Mary Beth said, she said, go big, you know, shoot for the stars here, no pun intended. And you know, do something really impressive. And then as we brought more people in and had more discussions and got in touch with people who had some artistic skill, because I will admit I have none, um, you know, it started to come together that we could move beyond the bench. Um, I mean, we have this wonderful drawing of the bench and then people added things onto it and started saying, well, expand on this. And it just grew and grew. Um, and yeah, and eventually it did become, we're going to do a bust. And we're going to put on a limestone base, Indiana limestone. Uh, we're going to have an informational table with it. Um, and luckily, we were able to assemble a real good team of creative people to, you know, make this dream into a reality. 
we'll talk a little bit about the artists. I know there's there's the bust. I know there's also a print that you have on your shirts. Um, I'm, there may be. I'm sure there are other pieces. Talk about the artists who've been involved in the project. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I can get, start out here, and if I you know miss anybody or others want to chime in, certainly. Um. We we brought in a sculptor named Aaron Ebby, and you know as Melissa said, he he did an incredible job. It was it was just a bonus that he was also a fan of Star Trek and Voyager and Janeway. We didn't know that when we brought him in, but I remember I looked at his body of work and sculptures he'd done, and I just by look I could look at them and say, oh, I know who that is. I know who that is. Which you don't often get. You do get these Lucille Ball style things that are horrible. Uh, so we brought him in and he did the original clay bust. Um, we had guidance from CBS. Um, obviously, we had to get CBS to sign on to this. And they provided pictures to work off of and some do's and don'ts. Um, Kate Mulgrew had some input into that as well. Um, but Aaron created the- Hair initials. down, not hair up. <laughs> yeah, no, no going with the bun hair design. Absolutely no um, But Aaron created the initial clay mold that was used- uh, to model the bust. Um, and then that was shipped. He did that in California and it was shipped out here. And then it had to be cast into bronze. So we had brought in uh, Sincerus uh, casting up in Indianapolis to do that. Uh, we at that point had designed, and when I say we, the design for the limestone base really goes to Adam Nahas, Josh Dinner, and Mary Beth. Um, you know, we all contributed ideas and some, but those were the three who really came up with this design to make it combat shaped and what we wanted it to look like. Uh, and then that was done by Accent Limestone, who took our guidance and created it. Um, there were numerous other entities that were involved in this. Um, you know, I could just list them all. Federation off. logo on the back was my idea. Ab absolutely, yes. The Federation <laughs> logo appears on it. Um, you know, a, a lot of different people contributed and, you know, a lot of different artisans were involved and then it, you know, it all sort of came together and with the cooperation of the city who said that we could put it on the beeline walking and biking trail, um, you know, it eventually became a reality. So I hadn't thought about needing to get CBS and, you know, now Paramount's approval on that. What was the process you used for that? Well, several of us reached out to CBS. We had different people who said, well, I might have a contact here. Um, two or three different people um, tried to contact them. I'm not sure which contact. One of, one of our earlier board members, a gentleman named Marco, uh, may have been the one that finally got a response. I'm really not sure. But they got back to us. And timing on this was really good because Voyager's 25th anniversary was coming up. Um, so they were very receptive to this idea and we had a, a big, uh, it wasn't a zoom meeting since this was before COVID and zoom, but we all had a big phone chat, several of us involved and pitched the idea to them. And, you know, similar to what the city had said, they said, you know, this is a great idea. You guys have to do the work. You guys have to do the fundraising and you have to run a lot of this by us but we will be supportive of this and you have our blessing, you know, so you don't need to worry about trademarks and things like that. Um, because really without CBS on board, it would, it would not have happened, but it took two or three months of trying to contact them and trying to get somebody to respond. Um, and then they eventually did, but 
Uh, they were incredibly supportive. And I do have to give a shout out to the late Bill Burke. He is no longer with us, but he was our contact at CBS. And he was just so wonderful to work with. And really, I think it helped that Bill knew us from the cruise and had seen us on the cruise. Yeah. And that was part of the reason he knew that we were, weren't just strangers, that we were actual people that would do it. He recognized Black Bear from the cruise. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, with, without CBS's cooperation, we would not have gotten it. But I think we we proved to them very quickly that we were, you know, just not a bunch of you know enthusiastic nerds. I believe that would term someone used that term. You've got to be more than just enthusiastic nerds, and we showed. Yeah, I believe that was the gentleman from the city. Yes. Oh yes, someone with the city said that. Yes. Um, and so yeah, so we were able to pitch it to him. Now, when we were talking about artists, uh, I think Peter skipped over talking about J.K. Woodward. Uh, you were asking about that beautiful print mm-hmm. that we had done. Uh, J.K. Woodward created a print for us of Vorger flying over the top of the Monroe County Courthouse. And uh, we used that as part of our fundraising. It was a, a gift at the $100 donation level. And he, he did that work for us just because he knew us from the cruise and he was a really nice guy and really excited about our project. Yeah. All of the art involved in this project is gorgeous. Uh, looping back to something Peter said, you have to be more than just enthusiastic nerds. It feels like perhaps the city doesn't understand the true power of a group of enthusiastic nerds and what we can accomplish. <laughs> they, there was skepticism because like I said, this this had been floated to the city numerous times in the past mm-hmm. and then nothing had ever come of it. So I, there was some legitimate skepticism that we were just another bunch of folks who'd say, oh, we want to do this. And then when the city said, well, you do all the work, nothing would happen. Um, but again, we everybody were, wanted it. but Nobody was willing to work for it until we came along. So. And it, it was work getting the permission from CBS and getting the artists lined up and coordinating all that. And big shout out to artists Nally and Adam Nunez. Uh, who, Nahas. Nahas, I'm sorry, Adam <laughs> Nahas, who uh, took care of that and uh, coordinated all the artists for us and uh, helped us out a lot. Uh, but yeah. So what do you think it is about the Janeway character that inspires people? I think that she is strong and confident, but not afraid of being wrong. And the, I think the compassionate leadership that she had is something that you know, everybody desires to have somebody, you know, you always want your boss to be pretty nice, but capable. I think it's just the example that she set by doing and not just saying. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, it's very well documented how many people have cited Jane Way as an inspiration for them in, you know, pursuing their dreams and going into the sciences. You know, we often... Uh, bring up Dr. Erin McDonald, who's been a great supporter and who, you know, wrote her thesis and credited Captain Janeway. And there are numerous other people. 
Um, so, you know, the, the traits that Melissa just illustrated were, were taken, on, taken hold of by people who said, you know, this, this shows me, this is an inspiration to me and I can run with this. And I know if she, even though she's a fictional character, she did it, I can do it too. And, and that was really important for sort of selling this idea to people because again, as beloved as Star Trek is, a lot of people at first would go, oh, Star Trek fictional character, why is this important? And then we would give them these examples and we would show the illustrations and really get them to understand that this was about so much more than just Star Trek. This was about you know, inspiration and leadership and powerful, strong women and sciences and, and all of that. And people would come on board for that reason. And even if they weren't necessarily big Star Trek fans. You know, I think also speaking to why Janeway is such an inspiration, I think as much as any of the Star Trek captains, she's there to show us that you can lead, command, and be cool in the worst of conditions. You know, more than any of the other Star Trek captains, she was on her own, far from home, and really had zilch for an idea of what she was going to come up against as much as anyone since Captain Archer had. And I think that that, uh, you know, that perseverance in the face of absurd difficulty, I, I think that's part of what makes her so inspirational as well. Yeah, she definitely didn't have the easiest uh, circumstances of all the Star Trek captains. So, uh, we talked a little about what it is about Janeway in particular that inspires people. But what is it do you think about Star Trek that inspired this group and inspires people to make things happen in the real world? I think for me, at least the notion that it's not always going to be terrible, that mankind will actually get its act together and overcome most of its petty squabbles and move forward together because you know having having it was just kind of like our group yeah we had like two three different groups trying to do this one thing but when we came together we were able to do the thing I, I think that's very true, especially you, you have so many dystopian futures and it's become almost very trendy to do dystopian futures. And well, with some of the newer tracks, some people have had some questions about that. Overall, Trek has always shown a very positive future, a future where mankind has succeeded and where there are still challenges, but they face those challenges and They've, you know, and from the very beginning, it's been a vast array of diverse people. Uh, this, the phrase has become very popular with Star Trek, but it's so true, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And Star Trek from the very beginning showed, you know, at a time when, you know, things were dominated by white males. Here was a cast that had a female of color and an Asian and a Russian and they all were part of the same team and there was no you know, question that they weren't all equals uh, with their ranks, of course. Uh, you had an alien, you know. So from day one, Star Trek was like, no, we, we are one team and we can all come together. And it has maintained that philosophy from day one and maintains it to this day. And, 
you know, as, as society has its ups and downs, and as we see all kinds of negativity and bad times, Star Trek is still sort of somewhere you can go to be reminded that what we see in the real life isn't the way it has to be. And here is something that we can aspire to. Yeah, I think that's a great point. The first episode of this podcast is talk talks about Nichelle Nichols' life and career. And I think a lot of people, you know, from 55 years in the future, it's easy to forget just how subversive and how groundbreaking the crew of the original series was. And from, you know, 30 years in the future, it's a little easy to forget what a big deal it was to have a female captain, even in fiction. And so that I love that that point about uh, hopeful futures, because it's a big part of what we're doing at Starbase Indy, too. I was looking at the goals of your project on your website. There's three main goals to promote STEAM education, to embody the humanitarian values promoted by Star Trek, and to maintain the statue for generations to come. It's very similar to the goals of Starbase Indy, actually, except we don't have a statue. We have an event. Um, but talk a little about how you're going about achieving those goals. Well, um, I can talk a little bit when it comes to the whole issue of, you know, promoting, promoting STEAM, and especially we want to do it among young people. Um, there is just a simple fact that we were able to locate the statue right next to Wonder Lab, which is a children's science museum. And we partnered with them um, when we had the unveiling and they had some activities related to that. Uh, we have also been working uh, with the Harmony School here in Bloomington, which is a independent, you know, school. It runs, I believe, from, you know, K through 12. Uh, it's it's a not, not affiliated school. And, you know, we're, we've got a few things in the works right now that aren't, you know, fully fleshed out. But one of the influences we've had with them is that uh, they have a science teacher who has created an entire curriculum this semester around Star Trek and all of the things that she is teaching. And I have seen one of the modules that uh, she has for her class is based in Star Trek. And it cites, you know, real what we have today and what's existing in real life science and talks about it in context of what Star Trek has or proposes and then uses that tie in. Um, so, you know, we've been very glad that we were able to sort of help spur that on with them. Um, you know, and we hope to be able to continue to do more activities with them and more activities of that nature. That's great. Your collective has been a part of Starbase Indy in the past. Tell us what you like about Starbase Indy. I like the fact that it's a nice, small, intimate con. And it's all right there in one hotel. And it's just so easy to get to know the actors. I mean, the year we were there, it was 2019, pre-COVID. And it was just so wonderful. The room parties were fantastic and the education, the, the different educational activities that you have. And I enjoyed personally getting to meet and, and chat with Mary Chifo so much, but <laughs> and Tracy Jack, <laughs> Lieutenant J. Tracy. But uh, it, it, it's just a nice, intimate little con, and, and I like that. It's not overwhelming like a lot of the cons are. That's the same kind of thing for me. And um, 
for those of you who weren't aware, I also used to be personally affiliated with Starbase Indy. I was the chair for about a year or so. 2016, uh, one of our best years, the 50th anniversary, and she did a fantastic job. <laughs> Still friends with so many people. And one of the things that year after year, so many of the guests who would be there with us would say is that this is so much like a family. It feels like family. Everybody loves each other like family. And that is very telling about the event because that's the whole hope is that we have a really cool event and you get to meet some cool celebrities, but you're part of us. You're one of us. It's all of us together. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, have you been to Starbase Indy? I, I haven't. Um, but you're coming this year, right? Actually, yeah, I am planning on coming this Excellent. year. I'm so tired of not going to cons. and I haven't been to a con in, <laughs> you know, I haven't been to anything in, what, two or three years now? It's totally time to hit up Starbase Indy. You know, and I it, agree. <laughs> I think that, I feel like that small, intimate con, uh, you know, and she, Melissa just touched on it, too. It, 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 it makes it feel like more of a family when a con is smaller. And to take it back to your previous question, I think that that's part of what attracts people to Star Trek and what people find inspiring about Star Trek in general is yes, it's sci-fi, yes, it's fun stories. A lot of them are alien of the week, etc. But there's so much of it that is also that, you know, it's Kirk, Spock and Bones. It's three good friends going and hanging out. It's uh, Jadzia and Major Kira going on a mission together. It's um, Cisco calling Jadzio old man. It's, it's so many friendships and family relationships. It's Worf and his child sometimes. It's, you know, so much I think of what uh, we love about Star Trek and about Star Trek fandom in general is that family feel, huh? Yeah, uh, my Star Trek friends are, I'm, I'm closer to them than I am my family because I have more in common with them, especially the ones that I've, not on the cruise because you're on the same ship with them for a week and it is an amazing experience and you just become family and we travel, we go see each other. And of course, uh, having Captain Janeway means a lot. Our statue uh, means that a lot more of them will be coming to Bloomington to visit, which is awesome. We, we have made Bloomington a Star Trek destination now. And uh, I think Visit Bloomington loves us for that. But yeah, uh, my Star Trek friends are family. And sometimes I, I, I don't think I would have gotten through the pandemic without the Zoom meetings and the Zoom parties that I had with them and the watch parties that we had. Now, if I understand correctly, um... Kate Mulgrew has not yet been to the statue, but has expressed an interest in, in coming to see it. Indeed. There... Yeah. She, she has said that once all this is over and at, at the opening ceremony, the unveiling ceremony, when she was on a Zoom, when she said all this, you know, waved her hands at everything in general, as one does. Indeed. 
Yeah. And, and, and she said, and I think this is really nice too. She has a very young granddaughter. Um, and she recently, when we, we touch base with her through her people periodically through Amy and uh, she told us that she really wants to be able to bring her granddaughter and to feel comfortable traveling with her and to bring her to see Jane way and hopefully her, have her be old enough to, you know, at least understand on some level what this character was and what this statue represents. And, and, and that may mean it will be a little bit longer till she gets here, but I think that sort of just plays into what's so important about the Janeway character and what we really wanted to represent um, with this, because there's a, there's a plaque on the front of the statue. Um, and it says in part that this is dedicated to uh, the achievements of those inspired by Janeway's character and that she wants to share this with her granddaughter. And that's important to her. You know, to me, that's just, that's why we did this. This is for not just the Star Trek fans, not just those who were inspired by her, but those who are going to be inspired by her in the future. Um, Which there so, will be a lot of them now. Yeah. So, we did so not know at the time we started, the, I'm sorry. We didn't know at the yeah. time that we started this, that Prodigy was coming along, but Prodigy means a whole new generation of fans. Absolutely. So I hope she is here, able to come here with her granddaughter and, you know, and we will, we look forward to that and we'll welcome her whenever she can get here. Maybe she'll visit over Thanksgiving one year. <laughs> that would be perfect. I actually have a lot of friends that are talking about uh, coming to Bloomington for Trexgiving. And I'm like, oh, that's a good time to come. We can head up to Indianapolis for the weekend too. while you're down. So perfect. Perfect. That would be perfect indeed. Great. So are there any new thing? Like I usually ask what's next and is there an answer to that for your group or just kind of keeping on, keeping on? It's kind of a bit of both because we do have plans of things that we are definitely hoping to do. And a lot of them, especially just because this whole thing happened during COVID is that we kind of have to just watch and see how things go but we also are hoping to do you know like some pop-up events a lot of them probably virtual but to get some cool people to come in and chat with us about science or this other thing um and we'd like to have some meetups where people can actually come in person and chat we already had last month a virtual meetup, which was very successful. Dr. Muhammad had joined us for that. Yes. And so, and the nerdy flutist even performed for us. I don't know if you've ever seen the nerdy flutist or heard her, but she is amazing. I you'll have to, oh, you'll have to check out her work. She, uh, she does amazing. Yeah, super fun stuff. That's super fun stuff. Yeah, and I uh, just got uh, Mohammed to agree to be on the podcast, so I'm going to be writing up questions for him soon. Um, and we have talked as Starbase Indie staff about trying to find a time to come down to Bloomington as a group. And so we'll have to coordinate on what you've got Definitely. coming up this summer, and maybe we can make a joint event. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I think that'd be wonderful. And in terms of things we're planning, too, um, it's still... The details are still a little nebulous, but I mentioned earlier the Harmony School, and part of the connection there is that um, 
it is the school where Harmony exists is the same school where Jerry Taylor's siblings went to school when they lived here. And it has a strong connection to Jerry Taylor, of course, you know, the executive producer of Voyager and in many ways, the creator of Janeway as we know her today. Um, and they are hoping to do something to celebrate Jerry Taylor's legacy, possibly name a classroom after her and tie that in with the statue as well. Um, details on that, like I said, are a little fuzzy and COVID's kind of messing with things still. Yeah. Um, but that that ties in with all of our mission and with the Taylor family. And we're really hoping something good is going to come of that. And either way, we will continue to work in partnership with, with Harmony and in relation to their connection to the Taylor family and the Voyager. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to seeing what's next for you guys and staying in touch and promoting what you're doing because it's obviously very aligned with what we're doing. So we probably have a lot of the same audience, not that far away. So thank you all for taking time to talk with me today. Thank you for having us. Yes. It was yes, my thank pleasure. You, Lisa. Thank, thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie Podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us out at starbaseindie.org or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you on the Starbase.